Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. I'm your host, Dan Casella, and today I'm going to read you about the Battle of Fredericktown. This account comes from Charles Ogden, a South Jersey native who fights in the 17th Illinois. At the Battle of Fredericktown, he's going to give a pretty detailed account of his uh, experience there. He writes to his parents, and these letters are published in the West Jersey Pioneer. I have six of his accounts, which I this is the second one I'll be reading. All of these accounts come from uh, original newspaper clippings that are housed in, a, in scrapbooks in the Lawrence Township Historical Society. This one in particular uh, has some language that is uh, very common during this time, but I chosen to um, not say this word. Um, I think it's, it'll be pretty apparent um, the two times that I... I'm going to say something else that uh, maybe you'll get the hint of what I'm trying not to say. Um, frankly, I just don't don't feel comfortable saying it. Some other historians or interpreters may do that, uh, but me, as a white guy, I just don't feel comfortable saying it, so I'm not going to. Okay, so without further ado, uh, I present to you the Battle of Fredericktown. Following letter and giving account of the late battle at Fredericktown, Missouri, in which the rebels under Jeff Thompson were utterly routed, was written by a Cumberland County boy and now citizen of Illinois to his parents David S. and Martha Ogden at Cedarville. It seems that we have representatives in every important battle, not accepting the unfortunate but brilliant action at Ball's Bluff. The patriotic family has another son in the Union Army, Elmer B. Ogden, Company H, 7th New Jersey Volunteers, Casey's Brigade. It will be seen by the subjoined account that the victory at Fredericktown was even more decisive and complete than the first published accounts. When last heard from Jeff Thompson's force, they were fleeing for dear life, thoroughly disheartened and demoralized. Cape Girardeau, Missouri, October 26, 1861. My dear parents, I expect you are searching every newspaper that you can get a hold of in order to hear of the Battle of Fredericktown, Missouri, which the 17th Illinois Regiment had the greatest share in and did most of the fighting. I do not think it would be prudent of me to undertake to give you the full details of battle, for I expect you will get it through the papers long before this reaches you, but I will give you a short sketch of it. In the first place, the rebels ran our pickets in at Ironton. This alarmed our forces so that they immediately sent a dispatch to Cairo to General Grant for more troops. He immediately ordered two regiments to go up the river. They did so and landed at this place. Here they joined in with ours in the 11th Missouri, Colonel Palmer commanding. They immediately took up their line of march for Fredericktown, the place where the rebels had been reported to be. There being two roads which led to the enemy's camps, which fooled the rebels considerably, for they sent a detachment of cavalry to cut off our march, but finding we had gone the other way, they returned back to their camp. Our forces that had left Cape Girardeau proceeded out, and within a few miles of Fredericton, halted, and sent a messenger for Ironton to have their forces march on Fredericton as quick as possible, but the messenger and the message was captured by the rebels. This, of course, gave the enemy a chance to know one object, and also frustrated our plans in a great degree. For as soon as they heard we were coming on them, both from east and west, they sent all their baggage wagons and everything they had off ten miles to the south, and picked out from the very few men they had, numbering about six thousand strong, who had left the town and went about two miles. There they laid in the brush waiting for us. Had it not been for an old formerly enslaved woman, we would have all been cut to pieces, for the citizens in town told us that the rebels had left Greenville the day before, when of course we started in pursuit of them. After marching a mile or so, we saw this formerly enslaved woman and she told us that there... After marching a mile or so, we saw this formerly enslaved woman and she told us that there were some soldiers crossing the road ahead of us. 
This opened our eyes. We began to look around and see whether she was telling the truth or not, and upon looking over another hill we could discover now and again a man. Colonel Ross being in command, and his regiment, the 17th Illinois, in advance, gave the command, Battalion, into line, march! The command was no sooner given than obeyed, and they were in line in much less time than you can say, Jack Robinson. The 17th Regiment, of which your son is a member, fired some three rounds at random in the bushes where we supposed the enemy to be. This did not rout them from their hiding places. Of course we became enraged, and our colonel, seeing that his regiment would advance, gave the command, Charge on them, boys! Our regiment threw off their knapsacks and came to a charge of bayonets, and then made a rush down the hill. Colonel Lowe of the rebel army, who was killed in the battle, told his men not to let the Yankees get too close with their bayonets. The battle lasted two hours and fifteen minutes. The loss of our boys was six killed and thirty wounded. Most of them belonged to the Indiana Cavalry. We captured forty-three men, two pieces of artillery, two wagon loads of arms, and twenty horses. The number of the rebels found dead up to the time we came away from Fredericktown was two hundred and fifty-four. How many wounded has yet to be ascertained? We found eighty in one place. They never came back to bury their dead, so we did it for them. You remember that Jeff Thompson was the commander of the rebel army. This was only a brief sketch of the battle. We are back in our camp again, safe and sound. I must close and go on duty. Remember me to Grandma and also to my brothers and sisters. From your affectionate son, Charles D. Ogden. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. I am your host, Dan Casella. I appreciate you very much for finding this podcast, listening, downloading, leaving a review, sharing this. Uh, you know, if you find this, this would be it would be great. Um, you know, this is just a little project I do for fun. Um, there is a Facebook page you can find, No Pollution of Cowardice, South Jersey in the Civil War. Uh, it's an open group, so you can make a post to it if you'd like. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it for today. Yeah, I'll... I'll I'm going to wrap up these uh, Charles Ogden accounts, and then as we get closer to May, or as we get closer to April, uh, these are these accounts are really sort of leading up to uh, the Battle of Shiloh. He's got, uh, Charles Ogden actually has, has wrote, wrote twice about the Battle of uh, Shiloh, so I want to try and incorporate that. And then he has a corresponding letter with his cousin, Benjamin Ogden, who's in the 7th New Jersey, uh, and they fight at the Battle of Williamsburg, and I've got a lot of accounts uh, from South Jersey at Williamsburg, so... All right, catch you on the next one. Thank you again. Cheers.